What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Lanter. I am today's man of the hour. 2020 is officially behind us, my friends, but let's not forget all the lessons we've learned from the year that has changed our life forever. One major lesson I took away from these crazy times was that sometimes life isn't fair and that's okay. I'm sure you have also come to realize that life happens to us all in a different way. Some are born with nothing and some are born with everything. You may have an unfortunate event happen to you today and your neighbor could be having the best day of their life. Nonetheless, I want to talk about this idea with Hollywood actor Matt Lanter, who just starred in the new film Chasing the Rain, a story where characters confront the reality that life isn't fair or equal and how some people suffer more than others. The perfect movie for the perfect New Year conversation, if you ask me. Matt Lanter, buddy, how are you doing? We're looking at 2021 uh, now and then 2020 being right behind us. And I would, I, you know, I would like to draw conclusions and say you always look like you're having you know, quite the time and taking care of yourself, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. So how are you doing? <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm doing much better than Eric, the, the character in Chasing the Rain. <laughs> so I think most of us probably are. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing good and you know, I'm looking forward to 2020. 2021 and what, what it's bringing. Oh man. And that's the thing too. You got to look forward no matter what. We've had a lot of conversations on this podcast around hope and optimism throughout the first season. You know, we had almost 20 episodes and a lot of times we were talking about that because that's what 2020 had brought a lot of us was, was crazy uncertain times, hella pandemics, right? Uh, but chasing the rain, I, I, it's crazy how just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about bringing you on the show, um, I was already talking about how, not that life wasn't fair, but life happens to all of us so differently or happens for all of us so differently. And I always say that uh, all of our lives are so different, but for Chasing the Rain, you know, tell us a little bit about the film, kind of what people can expect and then what you ultimately would hope resonates with people when they watch it. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I'll start by saying it, it is sort of uh, some, I, I, our director uh, and writer, um, Cindy Jansen, has kind of said the same thing. The film is a little bit of a challenge to the hashtag blessed culture. Mm. And, um, and, and not that I am personally in opposition because I often write hashtag blessed because I feel that way. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying by that is a lot of times people don't feel hashtag blessed and it makes it even harder when those people see others walking around using the term blessed. I feel so blessed. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, I obviously can go really, really deep. And, you know, maybe those people are on the same level spiritually as others around them, uh, you know, positive or negative. But I think it just, the, the film challenges that in the way that, you know, what if things aren't great? What if you do believe in God? What if you, you know, you, you believe, but things aren't good? Like, so what now? You know, mm-hmm. well, why? Because I, I believe. And, um, and like you said, it just doesn't work out that way for a lot of people yeah, and yeah. bad things happen over and over and over. And gosh, I mean, there's just, obviously it's a really, this is a super, super deep conversation. We could, we could even go, you know, really deep, but obviously a common question is like, why do bad things happen to good people? And just, mm. there's so much there to talk about. Um, but the film kind of challenges that and we see a character who uh, goes down this path, this path of just emotional anguish, physical uh, illness, 
and uh, is also feeling empathy for you know people in other parts of the world who uh, can't even have access you know to a glass of clean water for their baby mm. uh, you know and and there's a line in the film when he says you know you all are sucking down your peppermint lattes while she's digging a grave for her baby in the dry dirt um, something like that and and yeah. it's just, it just just makes you think um, it's a it's a film that I think connects us all as humans. I think I think it validates the feelings that we do feel, especially in this past year. Uh, feelings of loneliness and depression and uncertainty, like you mentioned, and it it just validates all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a film that just really speaks to us on on a on a deep emotional level. You know, the, the feelings that we were, the emotions that the range of emotions that we were. You know, if you believe in God, that, that God made us to have, and it's okay mm-hmm. to talk about those. It's okay to experience those. And it's okay to be angry at those. Um, really, really long answer to a question, but uh, there's a lot going on here. So couldn't have started the show off in any other way, Matt, because <laughs> I mean, listen, we drive conversation with depth and I think everything is about depth nowadays. This, this movie portrays a lot of that. And then for you to play a character and you alluded to this, you, uh, you know, to experience other areas of the world, see what other people are going through. That's what this character did. And then took a lot of that emotional turmoil back into his real life where he probably was hashtag blessed. I saw a part of the trailer where his roommate or his friend had come in and said like, Oh, where'd you just come back from? And he, he's said the wrong country. And he was like, no, dude, it was Kenya. So something like that, that's what we all experience on the daily with people mm-hmm. who don't necessarily know any, anything outside of their um, privileged, blessed life, for example, or just a life that's like probably normal here in the U.S., but yeah. so foreign to mm-hmm. somewhere else. So what did you learn particularly? Because I feel like we can learn from what you had learned from acting through this, uh, through the film. Sure. Um, yeah, you, you, you said it. Uh, and, and there are multiple instances in the film where we actually do portray and, and speak right to that what you just said where you have the character going oh where'd you you know you were you were in africa or, africa, yeah. or you know whatever I, I don't remember what he said but yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned it. He, he said the wrong country and that's kind of the point that's like yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah yeah that's going on over there but hey we have this party going on tonight here you know um and then there's another there's another piece in the film where uh you know there's a there's a crew of people helping dig a well and mm. one of the guys is a privileged westerner uh, is dumping Fiji water on his head because he's hot. You know, and yeah. those little things that Cindy included are just so brilliant because it does speak to a large portion of us. And, and I'm not saying that we we're doing that on purpose. It's just, yeah. it's easy to be in our own bubbles, you know, and, um, and not understand or have the empathy for, uh, for things going on outside of our bubble. It's a natural thing, but it happens. Um, yeah. And, and I, this character, I, I don't know that he ever was hashtag blessed. I, I think that this character probably feels deeper than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Most people. I, I think that there are, there are individuals like that that just feel on a deeper level. And I think he did. And I think he has sympathy and compassion and empathy on a deeper level than what we did. But what's interesting is that even though it may have started that way for that character, I think it actually flipped on him and he was the one that was needing that outlet uh, more so than that. And specifically I'm talking about, you know, in, in Kenya and these people without water and he was helping build wells. 
you know, maybe in the beginning you would see it as he's helping these people, mm -hmm. but really it's actually quite the opposite. These people and this community was what was keeping him alive and feeling an importance in, in, in a lonely world. And I think that was his only connection to, to real humanity. Hmm. And, um, and, and so, you know, as opposed to him sort of being a savior, Sure. Coming from the West, it was actually the hero quite, from the West, right? It's actually quite I, the opposite. I think a lot of people can, you know, relate to that in respect to just sometimes you're not the one always needing to give a hand. You might be experiencing something in your life because uh, you, you needed the hand. I, I've often, anytime you volunteer or give your time to people and your heart to people, sometimes you learn a lot more about yourself than yes. you would have expected. And that's what this role did for you, I'm assuming. And it, I, it's funny you're saying, I was literally just about to say that on, on a very, very basic level, sometimes it feels better to give a gift than it does to receive a gift. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of what I'm saying with Eric. I think maybe even selfishly, he knew that he was getting more out of helping. From giving. Yeah, but that's, that's all, that's the gift of giving. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Throughout anything. I, we just passed the holiday time. We're in the new year now. And it's like, you start thinking to yourself, how much more can I give? Uh, perfect segue into what I was going to ask you next, Matt. I mean, you've built an extraordinary career in acting. There's no doubt about it. I, I've, I've seen you on several screens, dude. And I think oh, that that's, that says something. Cause I don't, I mean, I watch TV, but I, you know, I'm 24. So I was watching you when I was in Japan growing up, like we've seen you on a lot of screens. And I think there's something to be said about the influence that comes with such a great career. You know, when you're, when you look forward for the next 12 months, dude, we have a whole 12 months to like impact, to change, to really take what 2020 did to a lot of us and, you know, drive as much impact as we can. If you, you know, a couple of things that you want to give to the year, you know, given your platform, given the things that you've been able to influence people with, what would those things be? Oh man, that's a really hard and deep question. Yeah, um, bro. I told you this was a conversation with dad. Yeah, so. <laughs> how do I impact... I, I don't know. Um, or if you could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I could. I mean, obviously, like, there's the obvious, like, maybe cliche answers of saying, like, oh, I'm going to help more, you know, people that are less fortunate. And, and that's all good and dandy. But I think maybe on a more realistic scale, in, in, in kind of the same way that you set New Year's, New Year's resolution goals, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you start small and if you kind of uh, focus in little, um, like if you say, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rich this year. Like, well, that's really broad. How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. But if you, if you focus in and say, okay, maybe I'm going to do this one thing to help further. So I'm using that as an example that I, I don't know. I think maybe what I just do is I try to be the best husband I can be. I try to be mm -hmm. the best father I can be. I try to instill morals and values into my daughter. She's three, yeah. um, about being a good person and, and, and sharing and having sympathy and compassion and empathy mm -hmm. and teaching her. I actually think maybe that's just as important as me going out and I don't know, financially giving, I feel sure. like, uh, and, and maybe those who are not parents don't quite understand that answer, but as a parent now, I, I feel like I'm, I'm helping pour into the future world by trying to instill those things in, in my daughter and for the generation that's to come after us. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a great answer or not. That's but, a good answer. It's like building a short list and then doing what you can with the immediate. The immediate's your daughter and your wife and the life that you have like at home, especially if we're going to continue to stay at home this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's, the immediate things are that's my very, very immediate bubble that I know I can do. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, I think, it, I think it'd be great to 
be able to be able to financially give sure. in certain areas, which we do. But um, you know, just on a very very small scale, that's I think where you can start is things that you know you can accomplish. I love it, man. Because that's a simple way to do it, right? Simplicity is going to kind of help you accomplish a lot more goals, if anything. I want to talk about the idea of, uh, I want to go back to rather this idea that life isn't fair, simply because I, I, don't, I don't think it is, and it's maybe not supposed to be. I don't think that life is supposed to be super fair for everybody across the board. But after you've done this film with Chasing the Rain, and after you've done, you've done so many hits in, in all these shows and movies now, um, even your voice acting work, right? You've, you've done a lot of work to the point where the hustle has been real for so long. And I'm sure, I mean, you've alluded to this in previous junkets and interviews that like you've had to build that. It's not like you just were given this platter of opportunity of gig after gig after gig. I'm going to knock on all the wood, on all the wood here. Uh, but you know, after you're presented with a lot more opportunity after having built something, when you've hustled your ass off for so many years to now make it in Hollywood, that's got to be an anecdote for life not being fair to be something that you no longer have to think about, for example. I think sometimes life isn't fair to a lot of people who, um, who, who don't see the opportunity in life. So for you, you saw a lot of opportunity, you went after it, you made a lot of things happen. But can you talk us through the process of kind of how you did that year after year, gig after gig, in terms of just like creating more opportunities so that life didn't have to feel so much like a competition with people who had more or less than you? Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I think you're absolutely right. Whether it, were, whether it be we're talking about Hollywood and the answer I'm about to talk about, or whether it be your own life, uh, where it happens to all of us. You see the other person, your neighbor, yeah. oh, they got that new car. Oh, they got that new promotion. Oh, you know, um, oh, they're able to have a baby and yeah. we're not, you know. Um, so it happens all around us and it happens all the time. Obviously, it happens in my line of work and being an actor, you obviously see the guy next to you that got the offer in the massive studio movie and is now a superstar and is now, uh, you know, uh, getting to travel the world and experience all these things. Meanwhile, and then you watch the film and you're like, really? And I got the role. You know? Yeah, it happens. I mean, it's happened yeah. plenty to me, but I, you know what? I'm sure plenty of people think that about me too. Yeah. I'm sure guys that I, auditioned with and all that they maybe feel the same about me and they're like why is this guy getting all over why is this guy doing timeless why is he doing why does he get to do star wars so i think it just i think that's you know we we do that uh, everywhere mm -hmm. um yeah but i mean i mean for me it's it has been like uh it's been really great and i mean as much as i had said we challenged the hashtag blessed culture i do feel yeah. hashtag blessed as matt lanter i I've got an amazing family. I've got a healthy daughter. I've got a, a career. I'm able to take care of my family, you know? So I do feel hashtag blessed. Um, uh, I, I, sometimes it is just about perspective and, you know, maybe Eric could take that a little more into consideration. Obviously he was towards the end of the movie dealt a very, very, very hard hand, mm. but um, sometimes it is about perspective and um, it's almost like a retrain your brain thing, you know? If you're, if you're grateful for the things that you do have, you feel blessed. Mm. But if you always look to the next thing as something that, oh, I didn't get, I couldn't have, you're never going to be satisfied. Mm. You're never going to be fulfilled. So I think there's a lesson in that to be learned too. You know, that uh, if, if you focus on, on what you have and the focus on what is good and what's positive, yeah. that there's, um, you know, your, your perspective and your mind shifts as well. Man. Uh, 
So yeah, I mean, I feel that way with my career. Like, yeah, has there been down times where I really haven't worked much? Are there times where I'm like, oh, I'm never getting another job. It's game over. Yeah. Mm. But then, you know, it, it happens and things prevail and I'm able to put food on my table and, you know, so it's life. And gratitude too. I always say that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, no matter what. You know, like you, you mentioned that Eric that. was dealt a certain hand. You and I were dealt certain hands. It's why I'm interviewing you. It's why you're saying this over a Zoom call. You know, our world was dealt the hand of COVID and that's why we have to do it over Zoom. One day we'll be in person, Matt. But uh, for now, I think that that's what uh, has been so beautiful about life, period, dot. When you change your perspective, you start having a different lens on life. Um, if you ever write a book, you can steal that title, Lens on Life. <laughs> but really, if you, if you change the lens on life, it's like, gosh, I really am happy to be where I'm at. But it takes a lot of work too, you know? And, and you got to put in, like I said it when I asked you the question, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. You've had to go after the gigs. You've had to be told no. Um, but then sometimes miracles do happen where someone will give you a call and give you that Star Wars or Timeless gig or whatever that might have been for you too, you know? Yeah, I, you know, and it's, I think you had mentioned Timeless earlier. Um, right. You, you talk about timeless and um, I, my character, Wyatt, often challenged those same things. These are very yeah. human things to feel. Is it fate? Are we destined to be this or do we control our own fate? And, you know, right. and he argued that a lot of times when something bad happened, his wife had died. And some yeah. occasionally someone would say, well, it's just kind of things are meant to be. And like he couldn't live with that. No, it's not how it's meant to be. So there, there's a bigger question there too. Like, is it all written in the stars or do mm. we control our own destiny? It's, it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Kind of makes your head hurt, but... Uh. Yeah, well, listen, and chasing the rain makes your head hurt too. I think anything thought-provoking happens in your world. You brought up <laughs> yeah, two very yeah. good characters that you, you happen to get tapped for these types of roles. My, uh, I wanted to ask you too, before we finish up here, Matt, you know, when you're playing roles, I know you get to say yes and no to a lot of things that you're offered, but particularly with the most recent roles you've played, man, you play a lot of uh, really thought-provoking, life-lesson-like roles where... You know, in some sense, watching you in this film, watching you on Timeless is teaching a lot to the audience who's tuning in. It's teaching me a lot from hearing that you've said these things about what you've learned and how these characters play out. But as you're going along this acting journey, are you continuing to just, you know, learn more about life and put new lenses on every time you, you know, get off set? Always, always. Um, I... I think just like anybody uh, changes and evolves and feels in their own life by experiences they experience. I think mm. the same thing is with acting. Like I am, my eyes are open to certain characters and certain experiences and, um, and uh, you know, that, that I have to kind of sit with and, and understand that character and where the shoes that they're in. And yeah, it definitely sticks with me, changes my outlook, um, adds to my, understanding of others mm. um, for sure for sure um, you know and yeah I, I do I think any actor seeks out roles that are important you know roles that make you feel something and roles that have depth I mean that's when when you, you hear an actor say well that character has depth I mean that's kind of what you're talking about yeah so yeah I mean I think I always seek out stuff like that I've been really um, all the characters I mean we're talking about timeless and, and Star yeah. Wars too I mean yeah. really Star Wars is a, is a really, really deep story. And, and the, the character arc of Anakin and the things that he goes through and feels, um, like if you, wanna, if you wanna look for it, it's, it's there. 
like those themes are there. Those emotions are there. Power of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I learned a lot from that too. I mean, um, yeah, man, you keep doing it, Matt. I'm so glad we had this conversation, especially when you think about the fact that, you know, sometimes life's not fair. And again, that's okay. Cause it's about the perspective and lens that you put on life, right. And the adventures and efforts that you put into foresight, like anything that you want to make happen. And for you, like I said, this is a brand new year of opportunity and be it that you help, help your daughter understand how she can be a better person while growing up, being a good father, being a good husband, being a good freaking actor. So we can enjoy films like chasing the rain. I think it's, it's, you're doing a lot for society. It's why we coined you the man of the hour. Uh, it's the whole reason the show was built, man. You, you help make the men of the hour podcast a community for people to really better understand like how you know we too can also start doing small things every single day right or even looking at your story from our lens and and understanding better how and why you pick certain roles Uh, but to have this particular conversation again about life not being fair i could not have asked to do it with anybody other than yourself matt lanter thank you so much thank you very much i really appreciate it Hey, it's Justin Crawford, and I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Men of the Hour podcast. We will be back next week with another great guest to have a conversation that I only hope brings you inspiration, hope, and motivation. Until then, if you have just one more minute to spare, a rating and review on this very platform means everything to the growth of our show, so we would love to hear any thoughts you have. The Men of the Hour podcast is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour podcast, where you can find the full video interviews and sneak peek exclusives with our guests. Thank you again for listening. Now get out there and make a positive change for yourself and those around you.